Welcome to Sadie's Divorce and Happy Podcast, where I discuss life after divorce with a playful, spicy, fresh perspective. Every episode includes burning questions, lively 10-minute talks, and tips to happiness. Are you ready for an amazing act two? Then join me on today's episode. It's time to get your new beginning started. Labor Day is just around the corner. Can you believe this? It's already fall almost. Well, Minnesota, you know, fall comes early. So I'm feeling that crisp air when I go out in the morning and I'm enjoying it. I like fall. I'm a fan of fall. And one thing about fall I especially like is school starts. And my kids, my two kids, I'm so excited, are finally preparing to go back to school physically after 18 long months of distance learning. Can you relate to this? Aren't you just so excited? I mean, there's a lot to think about and there are concerns, but I'm just so excited for them to be back at school with their friends and their teachers. It's going to be a good thing for them. My sweet boy, he starts junior high and he is entering already that awkward preteen stage. I can see some early physical changes going on already this summer. And maybe you've seen this with your kids too. If you have teenagers at home, you can give me some advice, by the way. I'm all ears. But you remember that time when you were a teenager and just so much change was happening? Your body and your emotions were everywhere and you were trying to figure out who you were outside of your parents and your friends. And so I just remember that stage so well. And I'm excited for him. And I'm terrified for him all at the same time. And I know it's going to be quite a ride. I'm not naive, but I'm just so curious. I'm so curious as to who he's going to be in a year from now. Changes. They can really disrupt our identity, can't they? I think COVID has taught us that. I think divorce also has taught us that. The routines that we get used to, you know, the home, the schedule, the titles, all of that changes to some degree after a divorce. And then you find yourself asking the question, well, who am I now? And what makes me me? If I don't have this or that anymore, even though I I won in my divorce, I still felt loss and sadness around no longer being a wife. Divorce is a loss. I mean, there's no way around that. And our identities take a hit and our finances take a hit too. I know after my divorce, my financial reality was very different and I had to take some serious steps to repair the damage that my divorce had caused my financial reality and also build a new solid financial reality for myself and for my kids. Perhaps you listening, you have a similar position and you're in that rediscovery or repair stage as well when it comes to your identity, personal identity, and your financial identity. Well, my guest today, Sarah Chevier. She has such an inspiring message and she is so excited to talk to you about money management in ways that you can protect your financial identity after a divorce. Sarah is passionate and savvy and she's so genuine and I can't wait for you to meet her. Now let's get this powerful conversation started with some burning questions. Burning questions. Let's turn up the heat for 60 seconds. Well, I am excited to turn up the heat with my guest, finance babe, Sarah Chevier. Nice to have you on the episode today, Sarah. Hey, the honor is all mine. Thank you, Sadie, for having me. Are you ready for your round of burning questions? Absolutely. Okay, 60 Let's seconds do it. on the clock. Here she goes. On a scale of one to 10, how much do you like talking about money? 12. Life after divorce is? Better. Would you rather eat the same meal every day or listen to the same song every day? The same song. Talking about the stock market makes you want to? Learn how to be a good investor. Would you rather fix a problem or find a solution? 
find a solution. What is something you would not do even for a million dollars? I'll lower my values and ethics. What's one of your hidden talents? I think all my talents are out in the open. I love my I love to talk about money. I love to dance. I yeah, I love to cook. So yes. Would you rather do a hundred push-ups or a hundred sit-ups every day? Push-ups. Financial literacy is the path to financial freedom. Do you like dancing by yourself? Oh yes. Absolutely. Hell yes. All the time. Warren Buffett is a very smart investor. What's your favorite money app? It's kind of like a silly one, but it's called Digit. It takes money out of your bank account and put it in places so you don't spend it in silly things. Would you rather be a mind reader or be able to predict the future? Predict the future. People who commit identity theft are? Oh, terrible people. (laughs) (laughs) But we're going to talk about today how we can reclaim our identity after divorce, aren't we, Sarah? Definitely. Our individual identity and our financial identity. I'm pumped over here, especially after all those delicious answers. So thank you for playing burning (laughs) questions with me. So I want to hear from you a little bit about your personal story first. You've been divorced. Yes, I I am. I am a divorced woman. And life after divorce, you said is better. I would agree with that. I think a lot of people feel that way after they get through the grief and some difficult times. And we're going to give some encouragement to the listener today around rediscovering yourself after divorce and also reclaiming your financial identity after divorce. So I want to hear a little bit from you first about your own story with your identity after divorce. How How did you feel after your divorce? Did you go through some loss around your identity? Oh my gosh, it took me about probably close to 13 years to be able to even get over the whole divorce. But I'm going to backtrack a little bit prior to the divorce. So uh, one of the things that I, I realized after my divorce is that during my divorce, I'm sorry, during my marriage, I completely lost my own identity. I was somebody else's wife. I didn't have a name. You know, I was so-and-so's wife. And all the decisions and everything that was done inside my household was around my ex-husband. Nothing was decided by me. Nothing uh, that, you know, what's going to happen. Nothing that was going to be purchased was decided by me. Wow. Everything was decided by my husband at that time. Not only that, but like, even when I wanted to do it, even when I want to like, okay, I'm going to go out shopping and I'm going to spend the money on me. I ended up not buying anything for myself and buying and spending all the money and buying everything for my ex-husband. Unfortunately, during the divorce, and again, I was the one that decided to get divorced uh, for multiple reasons. My, my ex-husband was very abusive Mm-hmm. verbally and emotionally. And then towards the end, he started being abusive physically as well. And it was, I had to make a decision. It was either I get divorced and I get away from this, you know, from this man or I kill myself. Mm-hmm. It got to the point that those were the two options that I was going through because I, I was living basically in depression at that point. I had the opportunity, you know, my, my ex, I was actually working part-time. That's all he wanted me to work. He didn't allow me to work any, any more than that, just part-time, four hours, Monday through Friday. And at some point he says that I don't want you to work anymore. And that was my deciding moment mm-hmm. that I say, okay, 
either I kill myself or either I get away from this man. The problem was that once I decided to do that and, you know, find a place to live and all of that, I realized and I look at myself in the mirror and I didn't know who I was. I didn't have an identity. I didn't know what I like. I didn't know the right things to eat. Nothing was in my name either. Like the car was not even in nothing. And I just, I, I needed to recover from that. I needed to find myself. It took a lot of therapy. It took a lot of um, courage from my part. Yes, a lot of courage from my part in order to find out who I was, who I wanted to be. And, uh, and that's why I feel that, yes, I take some responsibility, but at the same time, my full identity, personal identity was taken away. That's why we call it identity theft, right? Because right, right. that's what happened. So I have to, I have to learn about myself. I have to know who I was and, and then start checking what are the things that I like. If what I was doing, if the things, if, if the decisions that I was making, I was making them because that's what I had been taught or I was making those decisions for myself, for the well-being of my life. And if that was going to allow me to keep moving forward. So I don't know if my story can, um, you know, relate to other women, but one thing that I can tell you is that a lot of my clients, they they go through this. Yes. They realize that during their marriage, they didn't know who they were. They didn't have an identity because everything was surrounded or, or everything was uh, 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 just turning around uh, her their husbands, right? Everything was around that. Right. And now when they, they were then when he was not no longer in the picture, now they have to realize, okay, who am I? What do I do? So how did this transition then for you with the financial piece? How did you, I mean, you're the finance babe. I mean, that's such a powerful story where you were and now where you're at and what you're doing. It's just, it's incredible to me. You went through that whole journey. You said you'd get a lot of therapy. It took a lot of time. You were very specific. You're very intentional. That's powerful, Sarah. Thank you for sharing that with the listener yeah. today. Now, what would be your advice to the listener who's, you know, going through a divorce or has just been divorced and how he or she can protect his financial identity after a divorce? So there are a couple of things. Uh, one of them is that they need to change all of their passwords. That's for sure. They need to change all of their passwords on everything. They need. They should get at least credit alerts because you don't want, you know, I'm pretty sure that, you know, when you're married to somebody for so many years, they have all your information. They have your social security. They have everything. So you want to get credit alerts. Make sure that you establish credit alerts in case somebody is trying to do something with your credit. When it comes to your money, you want to put it in investments that that nobody can touch them if they if they try to kind of like go after you. And one of them that a lot of the higher executive use and anybody can use them, but a lot of people don't know about it is what is called private placement life insurance. Uh, they are also called placement, placement life, life insurance. insurance. I've never heard of yes. that. Yeah, it's called PPLI. And uh, and then when, and they call it LERP too. That's another, there's, there's multiple terms to to this but in the in the book money master the game for from tony robbins he called it the rich man broth and this is a place that that 
pretty much nobody can touch it. Not even the federal government can touch this money. So this is a great place. First of all, it's tax exempt. Second of all, it's, it's, even if the market crashes, you will not lose your money. And it's very flexible. And again, nobody can touch that money. So that's a, a good place where you can actually put your money to make it grow, to help you grow your money, but at the same time, protect it from your ex-husband. Or your ex-wife. Or your ex-wife, yes. Any other recommendations around how to protect your financial identity after a divorce? So I again, everything is about taking charge of your money and see where is your money going. And again, when it comes to your bank account, you want to change all of your bank accounts, uh, you know, put like create new accounts, etc. cetera. Uh, everything basically is like now you are on your own and everything that you used to share now is on you. It's only you. So you have to make those changes. Great advice. Thank you so much. I have received messages from listeners about financial devastation after divorce. I am not a financial expert, so I extend compassion, try to show support as one can. But what are steps someone can take to start recovering from financial devastation after a divorce? I have what is called a 90-day financial blueprint, and it is divided in three stages. And the first stage is making the decision. That's definitely the, the most important part. You have to make the decision that you want to take charge of your finances and that you are going to be taking responsibility for it. Then you have to learn about mindset. What is your money story? How is that affecting you right now? And we all have a money story. We all do. If it's either either positive or, or negative, and we all have one. And it comes from what we have been taught by our parents, what we have been uh, experienced, like the experience that we have had surrounding money, and then also what we were doing during during our marriage. So we have to understand that and we and we have to create and start a new story. Like is and that is part of recovering the identity. Who do I want to be? And what is the relationship that I want to have regarding money? And then at that point, the third thing I would say is that then you have to assess your income and expenses. You have to know where you are. I talk to clients that they don't even know how much they make. They don't even know how much money they take home after they make the money. So they, there's a, a, a disconnection between their between their jobs, their their minds, their soul, and their bank account. So we have to reconnect all of those things. So th- that's I would say that's the first stage of the of the process. Now turning into the second stage of the financial uh, identity. Uh, once you know where you are, then you have to create a plan. And uh, one of the things that I teach uh, the women uh, that are my clients is what is called their financial freedom number. And we all have one. We all have one. We we all have that number that is the one that is going to allow us to re- achieve financial freedom. And that, that money is going to go grow. So that mon- the money that we're putting in, that, that, that we're planning, plus the interest is going to allow us to live and keep our lifestyle without sacrificing our lifestyle, but without having to need to work, without needing to work. So that's what that financial field number is. So we need to establish what is that. It's kind of like a GPS, right? We want to get to point B. Sure. But And we need that GPS. And I, I, it's not going to be a straight line, right? There's going to be, uh, you know, turns in the road. But as long as we know where we're going, 
we're going to be able to end it up there. And one of the disconnections that I see in a lot of women is that they have no idea where they're going and they're going to end it up somewhere else because they don't know what that financial freedom number is for them. And there is there a third tier to your plan? Yes, absolutely. So once you know where you are, you have to create a protection plan. You have to learn how to automate your expenses as well as your income. You have to learn basic concepts of wealth, like for example, paying yourself first, like how compounded interest work and use it towards your advantage. If you have debt, how you can get rid of your debt this year debt a lot sooner and how to build sexy assets. To sexy say. You want assets. To build, I want yes, some of those. Yes. You want to build sexy assets. So you want to learn about that too. How can the listener learn more about your 90 day plan and your services? I can give uh, your audience that 90 day plan, that 90 day blueprint. It comes along with a 30 day email training that it will give them the guidance for every single step that they have to take. So it's not long only the what, but I'm giving them a little bit of the how they can do it as well. So that it's they, more that we, practical. Yes. That way they can put steps. it in practice Wonderful. in their lives. Yes. Wonderful. Absolutely. And are you on social media? Yes, I am. And Instagram is at Sarah Shavir, like my name. And on Facebook, I'm financebabe.net. That's the um, on on Facebook. And I'm on Link- and LinkedIn also for uh, Sarah Shavir as well. And you have a website? Yes, it's financebabe.com. Financebabe.com. I want to know the backstory to that name for your business, Sarah, but we'll have to talk about that after the episode. It has been fantastic to have you talk about your story today and also to give some great, just hands-on approaches for how a woman or a man after a divorce can get back on his or her financial feet. So thank you so much for being on the episode today. Absolutely. Again, it is my honor and thank you for having me and looking forward to keep coming back and, you know, help you with other topics around finances for sure. Wonderful. Well, thank you again for being such a fantastic guest. I can't wait to learn more about your business, Finance Babe, and all the things that you're doing for women after divorce. Absolutely. That was such an inspiring conversation. Thank you again, Sarah. And I'm just going to say this out loud. I love hearing women talk confidently about money. I think it's so sexy. What do you think? I also love learning from men that they journal I love that. So let's keep creating space for women to be bosses with money and for men to be fully human and feel their emotions. Can you join forces with me on this one? Wonderful. Well, all that talk about building savvy assets and creating my money story makes me want to share a tip to happiness with you. Say these tips to happiness. One of the happiest moments since my divorce has been finding myself again. When an old friend says to me, you're back, Sadie, you are back. I feel so grateful. I feel so alive because I am. And I want you to think back to before you were married. What did you love to do? What did you dream about that had nothing to do with a romantic relationship? What made your heart sing? What did you love to eat? What would you do to relax? What did you love to read? What music did you love to listen to? What made you feel strong and confident? My tip to happiness today is to do more of that. Do more of the things that you used to do before you were married that made you happy. Write that happy list. Or maybe after divorce, you're meeting a new side of yourself that you want to keep fostering. Like for me, 
that is around money, which is why I love to bring guests on the podcast to talk about money because I never talked about money before my marriage. In my 20s, all I knew about money is that I had to have enough of it to pay my bills. That's all that money was to me. I wasn't savvy with money or smart with money. I didn't have a big vision around money. And so thanks to my divorce, I am different now around my mindset around money. And I love that new side of me. So what's a new side to you? What are you more aware of now? How do you talk to yourself differently? Are you, are you quicker to give yourself a break? Are you taking better care of yourself now after your divorce? Maybe, maybe you're more assertive in relationships, whatever that new part of you is. Keep manifesting that, keep nurturing that, keep creating space for it and introduce that part of you to others who can be supportive. I know I've done that around my sexual renaissance. I've introduced that part of myself to others and I've enjoyed it. So enjoy growing also a new side of yourself. You know what I love about life after divorce is that there is just so much discovery waiting for you and waiting for me. Can you feel it? I can feel it and it feels so good. It feels so exciting. So I'm excited for you and this new identity you're creating for yourself and for your family. Redefining our lives and fully being in the driver's seat is, in my opinion, one of the best gifts divorce can give us. And I want you to enjoy the journey and have so much delicious fun in the process. Please be sure to follow, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. You can also follow Sadie's Divorced and Happy podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to visit the website, divorcedandhappy.net, where you'll find all of the podcast episodes and my blog on life after divorce. If you've found value in today's episode, or if you've been listening for some time now to the podcast, I would love for you to consider buying me a cup of coffee. It's simple. Just visit buymeacoffee.com backslash Sadie Marie, and you can buy me a cup or two online and I thank you for your support. I'm your host, Sadie Marie, enjoying this new identity after divorce. And I cannot wait to connect with you on the next podcast episode. Till then, you take good care.